Welcome to the Movie Journey Podcast, where we break down every film from the IMDb Top 250 list, giving our own thoughts and reviews and any general discussion along the way. My name is Daniel Henderson, and we like to think of this as a place where you can chill out, dickwad. <laughs> and I'm Dean Jeffrey. and if I was going to send something back in time to a younger me, it would be a note saying, don't start a tradition <laughs> of coming up with a quip at the start of every episode. <laughs> <laughs> and today we're breaking down Terminator 2 Judgment Day. Here we go, Dean. Let's it's, do it. It's here. Terminator 2, released in 1991. Today is the day, Hendo, that we judge Terminator 2. And we're going to judge it harshly but fairly. Mm, yeah. We shall pass judgment. 1991, this was released, directed by, of course, James Cameron. Of course. Coming off the heels of the last film he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, yeah. I was thinking, did he do Aliens before Terminator? And he did because he, he came up with the idea for Terminator in the in between, I think it was like something to do with Alien and Aliens. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was while he was on the um, set. N- the set. Yeah, I was, was going to say the, the name of the the planet, but for some reason it escaped me. But whilst he was on the set, and he did think of T two, and thank God, Hendo. He, he thought it was T two, did he? And then he thought, I'll do the Terminator first. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Wait, didn't Ridley Scott direct the first Terminator? Yeah, I'm talking about when he was on the set of Aliens. What? Really, Scott did not direct the first Terminator. <laughs> what are you talking about? When James Cameron was on the set of Aliens, he came up with the idea for the Terminator, not T two. Yes, but you know what James Cameron is like. There's never just one. I know. All right, he probably came up for the idea of Dark Fate. I think he came up with the idea for Avatar three when he was on the set of Aliens. <laughs> now, of course, directed by James Cameron, stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Lindell, Lindell, Lindell. <laughs> you know why? Because I said my cousin's name was Lindell. You did too, didn't yeah. you? I did Tito. Uh, <laughs> Linda Hamilton, Edward Furlong, Robert Patrick, Earl Bowen, Bowen, who? S- Silberman. Ah, uh, Silberman. And Joe Morton. Who? Miles Dyson. She's got to blow him away. Oh, the guy from uh, Justice League. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. Nice. <sighs> this guy. You didn't even say Zack Snyder's Justice League. Wow. Firstly, it's not called Zack Snyder's Justice League. Is it just called Zack Snyder's? It's. The Snyder Cut. (laughs) It's coming. $102 million budget made $521 million worldwide. So a raging success. Absolute rager. Mm. I can't remember if it was first or second highest grossing for the year. Could have been first, actually. Yeah, definitely could have been first. How much trivia did you look up for this? Nada. Not one thing. (laughs) And I did not even realize this. Until we just sat down, I was like, damn, I knew there was something I forgot to do. <laughs> As you say, every single week. So, I feel like I just need to hammer home the points that you are so meekly making just to feel like I'm contributing something. All right. Well, why don't we continue on with that with our top five trivia that I found here? Have we not started the trivia? No. James Cameron directed. You got budget numbers. Gross. That's one, two, and three for me. They're all bonuses right there. Wow, so we- much bonuses we give everyone. I know, right? All right, number one, production took sufficiently long that Edward Furlong visibly aged during the shoot. He is clearly much younger in the scene of the desert, for example. His voice actually began to break and, they had to be, and it had to be pitched one level higher or lower, probably lower. Higher? No, higher. They wanted his voice to go back up a little higher in post-production. He actually, they actually left his young voice in the scene where he's under the car with the Terminator talking about, 
crying and that. So that's his actually young voice there, whereas throughout the majority of the rest of the film, he's got a much uh, deeper teenage voice, I'd say. Yeah. If you think he aged badly in this, go see what he looks like now, Hendo. I mean, he looked okay in American History X, didn't he? Yeah, it went downhill from there. Yeah, I think that was the end of it. <laughs> All right, number two. Robert Patrick trained in a rigorous running regime while breathing only through his nose in order to be able to appear like he's running at high speeds without showing fatigue on film. He had trained so hard that he was able to catch up with Edward Furlong on his dirt bike with great ease and actually had to slow him- they actually had to slow down. Before, you know, it looked like he'd just catch up with him, basically. You notice how he runs in this? I noticed he runs. He does run. It was impressive running. He runs fast in this film. Well, he's a Terminator. That's right, he is. Do you do that? Just run run continuously, breathing out your nose and just acting like it's no big deal? Can I do that? (laughs) Did you just ask me that? that? Is that a rhetorical question? (laughs) Can you do that? I, I don't think I've ever tried it. I mean, of course you haven't tried it. I feel like I'm going to now. There is zero chance you try this. When are you ever going to try this? I feel like we should do a bonus patron video where we film ourselves running. Of us running. Yeah. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Let's see who can do it the longest, uh, closing their mouth and breathing through their nose. I don't think so. I think that's a poor idea. (laughs) I think it's a great idea. You have a lot of bad ideas and this is up there. We should bet a movie on it. (laughs) We're not betting a movie on it. (laughs) All right. Number three, Linda Hamilton's twin sister. Leslie Hamilton Guerin was used as a double in scenes involving the two Connors. Gee, Leslie's really gone out of fashion, hasn't it? Leslie Odom Jr. really doesn't like what you just said. No, but Leslie Hamilton doesn't care because she's so old now that she doesn't know how to use the internet because it's an old person's name. Leslie Mann? She's not young. There's no baby Leslie's, all right? Leslie Bibb. I was going to say Leslie Bibb. Were you? No. You don't even know who she is. It's a she? Patron, do you think that this person right here looks old? I don't think she does. That's right. You don't even know who she is. Sam Rockwell's wife, I must mention. You probably would know her when you see a picture of her. Is she in baby teeth? No. Who are you thinking of? It's worth a shot. <laughs> anyway, twin sister was used in several scenes, obviously, when the, uh, she's imitating the T-1000. And in the special edition scene where they take the chip out of Arnold's head. Yes. Very obviously- A fake mirror. One could argue no mirror at all. Yes, you could argue that because that is true. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. And we did actually watch the special edition for this. Yes, we did. Do you know the differences in scenes? Like, did you know this movie well enough that when the scene come up, you were like, gee, I don't remember that one? So, yes and no. Yes, I know it well enough that when some scenes came up, I was like, no way this was in the original. Mm -hmm. But no in that since speaking with some people, I am wrong almost every time. See, I have seen this film so much. I taped this when it was on TV. Mm. I got the video when it came out. So when the special edition came out and I started watching that, I was like, well, that's new. Well, that's new. That's new. So I know every scene that was a special edition and what wasn't. Oh, good. Yeah, so I'll be able to point those out for you. I look forward to it, Hendo. You do, as usual. Number four, Carol Coast Studios executives were nervous and concerned when the original budget of $75 million ballooned to $88 million with more to come, which also included Arnold Schwarzenegger's $15 million fee for this film. In order to keep the budget manageable, they proposed to eliminate a few scenes, in particular the biker scene at the start where the Terminator is introduced. They tried to get Schwarzenegger to persuade James Cameron to take out that scene, but Schwarzenegger just said, no, not doing it. Basically said only a studio guy would want to take that scene out. Yeah. Yeah. That's a silly idea. Yeah. Studio guy's like, yeah, cut all these great scenes out. We need to save money. 15 million is a lot, especially wait, for 91. Wait till you get to Terminator 3. 
Is, is it like 16? Sure. Yeah. Guessed it. <laughs> Number five. This won some Oscars. Did it did. The ones that didn't win that it was nominated for was Best Film Editing, which mm. it lost to JFK. Yep. And Best Cinematography, which it lost to JFK. Mm. But it did win Best Makeup, Best Effects in the Visual Effects category, Best Effects in the Sound Effects Editing category, and Best Sound. All technical things, obviously. Not going to win any uh, Best Supporting Actor for Edward Furlong, I must say. Or Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, he would have been Best Actor, wouldn't he? You cannot say he's supporting in this movie. I mean, he's literally supporting John Connor and The Sarah poster Connor. is Schwarzenegger. I mean, he could be in this movie for five minutes and he'd be on the poster. Yeah, don't you how funny is it those movies where you have like a, a real big superstar now and because they weren't big back in the day and they're in it for like five minutes, it's just their face yeah. on the poster and they're in it for like five minutes in the middle of the film. Ridiculous. It is. Give me one example. So, it was actually a movie I saw a poster of online. Uh, it was just Ryan Reynolds and he was like, it must have been like 2003. And so, just he was in a random little movie and it's just his big mug on there with like all the little supporting characters, which turns out to be like the main people in it, like up the top because he's so famous now. It's like, Ryan Reynolds. It's like, okay, I might watch this, I might watch this because it's uh, Ryan Reynolds. Hmm. Was it Van Wilder? <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the history of Terminator 2 in the IMDb Top 250 list. Of course, this debuted onto the very first list on the 26th of April in 1996 at number 55. It then dropped to about 196 by mid-1999. Wow. Steady decline for three years there. That's not steady, that's severe. But then it had a very steady incline. And its highest peak it ever reached was 33 in October of 2013. And <laughs> since then, it has dropped a little bit to where it currently sits at number 37 with an 8.5 over 997,000 ratings. Mm. Still can't crack that mill though, eh? It will get there eventually. All right, Dean, enough trivia. Let's get into Terminator 2, Judgment Day. So, of course, it's a Terminator film, so we've got to start off with- Slow motion. The the slow-mo future. Yeah. voiceover from uh, Sarah Connor, Linda Hamilton, explaining basically the plot from Terminator 1 through to Terminator 2 here. Quick, quick little one here, you know. You know, back in the back was in the eighties, was it explaining the plot? They sent a machine out to kill me. It failed. Now they've sent out a new Terminator, but it's after my son. Okay, the future leader resistance. We are on different. John Connor. We are on different levels. My son with this film. Why? If you can quote shit like that, yep. <laughs> I've seen this film maybe five times. I think I saw it five times the first year I watched it. Maybe. I saw Terminator 1 a lot more than Terminator 2. Yeah, I'm the opposite. Yeah. I imagine most people are the opposite. And that's not to say that Terminator isn't a very watchable film, because I've watched it a lot, just not as much as this. Yeah, this... uh, Yeah, okay. So, you can walk us through this film then, eh? Oh, I mean, I'm up to the credits here. So, 2029, Los Angeles. And you want to make... <laughs> Let's make this quicker. Let's talk about the year and the place. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's, let's go back. 3 billion, August 29, 1997, survival with attachment. I'm reading my notes. <laughs> You're typing up what you say. I'll just type as it goes. Like, uh, I'm just like, this shit will, you know, trigger my memory. And the one thing that I noticed with these credits is the score. Like, obviously, we talk, we spoke about the score in The, the Terminator. Mm. It's still the same score, but it it's is so the same score. operatic this time. Like, it's it's bigger on every sense of scale. I mean, yeah. In the first one, it's gritty. Yes. In this one, it's polished. Well, that 
definitely defines the two different films here. It really sets it up. Like, obviously, Terminator was uh, done in a, on a micro-budget, guerrilla-style, a lot of those shots there. Yep. Whereas this one, yeah, he's got a massive budget for this. So he's going to get, you know, big, big-time operatic score going on. And, oh, man, like, I love the first Terminator score as well. I love this Terminator score as well. It's so good. It really got me pumped into watching this yet again. Yeah, no, I agree. The The theme for it, even just a dun 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 mm-hmm. that gets me pumped even, I mean, probably not with Dark Fate. <laughs> what was the one before? Genesis. I reckon even sitting in the cinema about to see Genesis and I hear that dun 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 dun, dun I was very excited. Did it even have the score in Genesis? Yes, it did. Really? I don't remember. I haven't seen it in a very long time. Then why a, bring it up? I'll have to wait a couple more weeks to find out. Well, spoiler alert. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Arnie shows up at the bikey bar here. What do you think of this scene? He's definitely slimmed down from the, uh, yeah, he's the not, OG Terminator. He's not huge. No. Uh, I mean, he is. No. No. Like, he's a muscle- You must- don't think he's huge here? He's a, a very muscly guy, obviously. He's enormous in the first Terminator. Yeah, he's like he's he's like blown up there. Whereas yeah. here he's really like he's lean. defined. He's defined. Yeah, he's defined. Yeah. yeah, he is defined. He's lean. Huh? Yeah. He is defined. <laughs> oh, I got that. Define. Like yeah. D A fine. Sure. <laughs> uh, what do I think of it? It's fantastic. Right? It really is. Uh and I mean that look, that look he gets in this film is so iconic. Yep. And the way he fights these guys and he doesn't care, like, obviously, where, hey, remember, he's a robot, he doesn't feel pain, they burn cigars on him, all that stuff. That's fine. He's great. And he's got more personality in this one. He does. Because he is the hero and he's the main star here, he's got to have some personality. I feel like because he's learnt more of the English language and he's now a movie star. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, You forgot to say please. (laughs) I know every line of this mo- of this movie. Really, I-, I could almost quote it word for word. That's insane. Of the, what do you make of the glasses? Like, obviously, it's iconic. Doesn't hold a practical effect. Like, the reason why he wore the glasses in the Terminator was to cover his busted up eye that he cut out. Why is it, why is this new model just grabbed glasses like they're they're something to wear? I mean, to blend in. Why does he wear clothes? To blend in. Yeah, to blend in. <laughs> right. Like yeah. he needs a motorcycle so he can travel. To his target. Why does he need clothes? I assume the answer is so he doesn't attract too much unwanted attention. Fair call. They're still not going to be able to defeat him. Like, if you get cops onto him, like, he, he will get through everyone. He needs to do a bit more cons- inconspicuous. Yeah. Yeah, very good. I like it. What about the T-1000's arrival here? Different. Definitely. This movie is insanely blue. Very blue. Especially future scenes. Yes. Especially the poster. But to be fair, so is Aliens. Cameron loves blue. I think. I think Avatar. Exactly. I think blue works really well in this sort of. It's like a. It's it's a cool environment. Not like it's like you know, Mister Freeze. Cool movie. It's cold. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Whatever you said. Do you mean like like fly cool? No. So you do mean cold environment. Smooth cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like pretty fly. Where I associate. God. I associate. The Terminator more on red, I guess. And it really has a lot to do with the red eye. You see a lot of that in the first one. But Cameron's really pushed in the blue tint here, Hmm. really gone hard on it. And I think it works to its benefit. I agree. I think the color scheme's good. I got no issues with it. Excellent. But back to the T-1000, he definitely comes in 
Robert Patrick's fantastic. He is. Can we just say, like, even now when I see old man Robert Patrick, it's still just the Terminator. Yeah, exactly. He's He's, here. he's so cold and menacing and threatening. And he's such a massive change from Terminator, f- from the T-800 from number one. Yep. Right? And you need to have them distinguishable. You can't have someone who's bigger and stronger than Arnold Schwarzenegger. No. You need to have the exact opposite. Thin, yep. agile, yep. quick. Yep. It, it has to be that, and it works so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do you, where do you think they got Robert Patrick from? What what movie did they see him in that, that made him get the role for this? Uh, Red Dawn. No. Die Hard 2. He was one of the- Basically one of the henchmen in that. And Cameron was like, I like that guy. Let's get him in for an audition. So, he was recruited- he didn't seek out this role. He may have, but he'd already had a previous role in Die Hard 2. That Cameron saw that and was like, he's good. So, who called who? I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm not their well, agents. You started off pretty clear that Cameron has called this guy. And then when I confirmed it with you, you're like, well. Shut it up, Dean. could have been the opposite of what I said. Who knows? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> Sorry, I thought you knew this film. Never another, mind. Another little piece of trivia. The original concept they were going to go for was that Michael Bean was going to come back as the Terminator this time, as the bad Terminator. Terrible. Absolutely atrocious. Terrible. Would have confused the shit out of everyone. Michael Makes Be- no sense. Michael Bean would just be horrible as this. It wouldn't have made any sense. Like, how did they get Kyle Reese as a Terminator, as a Terminator-looking Terminator, back to the future? Back yeah, to the past? Back to the future. <laughs> what the hell? So, he searches for John Connor. He's 10 years old. No, he's not. Does it say he's 10 years old in he's his? 10 years old. He's a 10-year-old boy. Edward Furlong does not look like a 10-year-old boy at any point in this movie. Not even close. No. I have a nine-year-old. <laughs> and if he turns into Edward Furlong in one year, I'm going to be very concerned. You're not my father, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. How old is Edward Furlong? At this point, I think he was 15. Hmm. They certainly retcon this, though, in other films, don't they? I mean, I'm going to have to take your word for it for now. Yeah, they do. All right, cool. If the score isn't playing, the soundtrack is playing. Soundtrack. What do you think? Guns and Roses. Guns and Roses. You could be mine. Hmm. Have you seen the video clip for that? No. Is so, it Terminator 2? It's definitely Terminator 2. I think it's it's kind of Guns and Roses playing on a stage where like everyone's going crazy and headbanging that, and the Terminator's like going through the audience, like trying to find them as the target. And he's like full sunnies, leather. Arnie. Yeah, to terminate Guns and Roses, I'm pretty sure. Arnie's in a Guns N' Roses film clip. Yeah. Wow. Must have been part of the deal. I mean, you'd want to hope so. Yeah. I mean, or else they'd be paying him a lot. I mean, it's advertising for the film. I saw that they put out the initial teaser trailer for this a year before this movie came out, and all it had was just a, a Terminator being built on a on a on a conveyor belt. Yeah, just going through it, and then at the end, they put the skin on, and it's Arnie, and the red eye flashes like Terminator Two Judgment Day, and that was it. For a year, they played that, showing that this is just a constant rotation of Terminators coming through, to look like Arnie. So that's why he's back. Hmm. It was good. Hmm. Because the foster parents in this. Todd. Xander Berkeley. Xander Berkeley. Didn't know he was coming back so soon. Yeah. And Heat, of course. Come on. We spoke about him. Of course. Yeah. Xander Berkeley. He's good. And the mum. She's in Aliens. And she's in Titanic. Who is she in Titanic? She's the Irish lady. And the and the, and the kid. Oh yeah. How, you said this on the Aliens episode. Wow. Did you say in the Aliens episode that she was in Terminator 2? Yes. And you said no, she's the one in Titanic. Jesus, Dean. Jesus, how do you remember this Jesus shit? Jesus Christ, pal. <laughs> So, we finally get Sarah Connor here. 
Linda Hamilton has slimmed down, like uh, like beefed up. No, she's insane. The amount of work she must have done between Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 mm-hmm. would take like, what, seven, eight years probably? I mean, it is seven years since the first one. Has and her career, like, did she ever do anything else? Dante's Peak. Okay, yeah. Terminator Dark Fate. Yeah, she's really, like, really got pigeonholed as Sarah Connor, even though she was so different mm. from the movies. I can't think of anything else she was in. Yeah. I'm sure I'm sure she's had a huge number of roles, but they have not come close to anything famous. Pretty much. Once you once you hit Terminator 2, it's pretty hard to go higher. Yeah. No, it is. She's fantastic in this. She is so intense and she is a straight up badass in this movie. Nah, she's incredible. And it's not just physically. It's more how she is like emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, mentally. She's like She's a crazy person. I know what she's saying is true. Like, we as an audience know that she's telling the truth and this Silberman is an idiot for not believing it. Maybe not an idiot, but she's she just sells it so well. Yeah. The way she's acting in the hospital as well, it just makes it just makes her sound even crazier. Like I said, mm. even though that we know everything she's saying is true, yeah. to a normal person, she is insane. Yeah. And exactly. the, and the the change from her character from the first one. Like to this person who's just this, you know, fun-loving '80s girl who had not a care in the world, and now to this, you know, soldier. Basically, it's incredible. Mm, it is. So this scene where the guards come in to get her to take her pill, and they, you know, knock her down, beat her up. That's a special edition scene. It basically cut off when everyone left. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. Is this a bit where he licks her? No, that's way down the track. Ah. Uh, but do you want to get to that? I mean, if you want to talk about it. Oh, you brought it up. So he licks her. Was it a good lick? Oh, it was a long lick. Oh, and she reacts not at all. Yeah, which is which yeah. is great. And that's why he's doing it. Yeah, he's, to get a reaction. He's trying to see if she's actually, you know, vegetative or not. Yeah. All right, you done with that? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Weirdo. How nice is the T one thousand of the foster parents though when he goes to visit? Well, he's a policeman at the moment, and that's what I love. Another change, like whereas in the first one, it's like. You know, so Arcana, and then he just like smashes in and stuff. This guy's like a normal human guy. Yeah. In appearance. They really try to establish in this first half an hour that he's supposed to be the good guy. I mean, yep. not, not so much he's supposed to be the good guy. No, yes. They they do try to establish. They want you to think Arnie's the bad guy again, and this guy is a human and a good guy. Well, I mean, when he comes out the first time to the cop, he immediately kills him. Just bang. And he's dead. Not really something that a, a great good person or you know a hero would be doing. Like Arnie doesn't kill anyone in the bikey bar. Yeah, but he beats people. Yes, and this guy comes around the corner and murders this guy. He hurts people. And we've seen the only Terminator we've seen before the whole movie. Arnie is a like a psycho killer. Yeah, I know. I don't know how many people would have gone into this knowing that he was the villain. Like the because I saw probably. Most people would know he's a good guy because I'm sure they spoiled it in the trailer. They did. Yeah. The first actual trailer that came out, they didn't. Yeah. They really tried to hide it that like Arnie was the good guy. But the second one, they're like, but now he's here to protect. It's like, oh. It's hard. It would be hard to make a trailer for this film and not have Arnie as a good guy. Well, at this point in his career, he is the good guy. Like he's he's done all these roles now where he's actually, he's always the leading role. He's always the good guy. So that was like part of it. He's like, I want to be the good guy in this one now. Like, swap it over and make me the guy who's the hero. And mm. they had to go with it because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger in his absolute prime at this time. Yeah. Yep. 
I always thought it was cool that he had that, that John had that credit card thing that would get the pin number. Easy money. I love that. Easy money. 300 bucks. Yeah. Just to play video games. It's the early 90s. Can he not take more? 300 bucks is a lot to play games. Yeah. It's a lot. Isn't 300 the maximum? That's what I was going to say. Is it the maximum? Yeah. I think it's he- not the maximum now. Well, it's, this is 1991. I think this was actually supposed to be portrayed in 1995. So, you reckon you know what the maximum ATM withdrawal in America was no, in 1995? but I feel like 300 would be a reasonable number. Like, why wouldn't he take the maximum amount? Which would be 300. Can, how much can you take out now? I think. Can you take 1,000? I don't think you can. Wow. I think at an ATM, I don't think you can. I think you can at a bank, obviously, but not an actual ATM. Hmm. And I love how this thing is used again. This isn't just a throwaway scene. Hmm. This sets up him getting the chip. Massive payoff. Yeah, so good. And even the easy money line again. Like, he says it's so serious next time as well. It's great. What do you make of Edward Furlong in this? I think he's fine. He's not He's not the standout, but he does the part. Yeah, and I think he's young enough where you can see him turning into something else, mm-hmm. right? It's not like he's, you know, early 20s and you've got to try and imagine him being a great leader. You know, like, he's a kid. Mm. Like, kids can grow up to be anything. The problem is we know how Edward Furlong grows up. <laughs> and you sort of watch it like, hmm, I don't know about this one. I don't think he's going to grow up to be the leader of the resistance. Mm. So, we have Sarah having a dream here where Michael Bean shows up. Probably the worst scene of the film. Probably and 100% a special edition scene. Obviously. Yes. I watched this and I was like, this is so obviously added in because it doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's basically Kyle Reese saying, hey, you got to get out there and you got to do something. It's like, yeah, no shit. Yeah. And yes, we already know she knows that. Like, we already know that she's trying to get out. You don't need- it, This is just Cameron being like, oi, buddy, Michael Bean. Come in for a sweet yeah, cameo. It'll be fine. Here's I'll give the paycheck. You- yeah. Yeah. That's what it is. I wonder if he was in the trailer. Imagine if he was. Oh, and then my they God. Just that disappointed just- everyone. Could you imagine <laughs> just that quick little cut of like him moving into focus? Like, oh, holy shit. And then it's just- And they don't even put it in the movie. Nah, he's not even in it. It's not even a dream sequence. <laughs> it's cut. He's not in it. <laughs> Outrage. Where's my money? <laughs> So we get a back and forth scene here where Sarah's trying to convince Silverman that she's she's better. I love that Silverman's playing the tape of her being psychotic, yeah. right? And she just calm as anything, just turns to him and says, I'm much better now. It's like, come on, <laughs> no one's buying that. No. But also how they talk about the previous issues with at the end of the Terminator. It's like there was nothing found. Like mm, this, this That's arm, important. Yeah, this arm, this chip, this whole endoskeleton, you said there was nothing ever found. Bang, cut immediately to Cyberdyne. You see the you see the hand, you see Dyson, yep. and you're like, holy shit, they covered the whole thing up. This is how Judgment Day starts. This is how the whole thing happens, which is such this humongous time loop paradox. Paradox, yeah. Yeah. What do you what do you I don't think we've had a big discussion about time loops and paradoxes before. What do you make of these sort of discussions? I love them, right? But they don't work. Like it's a paradox because it doesn't make sense. So, you know, if if the future technology hadn't come back and been found by the current people, would they have the technology or know-how to build this technology that would be sent back? Like, I get it doesn't work, but I, lo- I love it. Like, it's fascinating. It's fascinating to hear and discuss, but people, when they take it so seriously, like, this ruins the movie because time paradoxes can't happen. I'm like, none of this is real. Yeah. Like, just embrace the movie. Yeah, have fun. It's its own rules. Just go with it. Yeah. Uh, every single time travel movie like that has their own rules. And people are like, oh, they break their own rules. Like, 
So just watch the movie and enjoy it. If you really can't get over that, well, I, I, I feel for you. Yeah. I, don't, I have no problem with this at all. Agreed. At all. So the Terminators are catching up to John here and he's and his mate. How funny is his mate? The redhead mullet bloke. Oh, who is this kid? I don't know. Apparently he was on a TV show and he was like, oh, I know that guy. I have no idea who he is. Okay. Yeah. But uh, he helps him out a little bit, tries to give him a hand. Yeah, but we get this great, that great, like, slow-mo confrontation, guns and roses. Like, literally, they've got guns and they've got the roses. Yes. And you get that moment where you just, you, you just don't, don't know. know. Who is. Yeah, you don't know who's good, who's bad. That slow-mo, that, that, that sound of boom, yeah. boom, boom. Oh, holy shit. And then they both come around that corner, yep. both guns drawn, yep. and then- Get down. Man, that, that gunshot that goes off. I had mentioned it on the Heat episode that this would almost qualify for the best sounding weapons in a movie. Mm. Arnie's shotgun is humongous. Yeah, it's great. What's not great is the practical effects of the liquid metal <laughs> gunshots on the T-1000 here. It's terrible. We don't like the, the things. like the, the They've big- just stuck things on this guy's shirt. Like, it's like, wow. Like, give me the CGI. They do give you the CGI oh, when here, it all sucks back in. Here it was. It, when it, when it, they're just sitting there, I was like, ugh. Did you notice it? I did notice it. That was bad. I mean, this if if anything, if you're going to rank all the practical effects of the film, okay, this is probably the worst, but I have no issues with it whatsoever. I had issues with this. Oh, really? I watched it. I was like, that took me out of it. I was like, oh, ooh. Nah. I was worried. I was like, God, I hope the whole movie is not going to age like this. No, nah, I never had an issue with it ever. Okay. It's also really good that- when they have their little scrap in the the hallway here, and you get Arnie, who's the big the big brute guy, and at this point you don't know, you just you know this other guy. Well, now you know he's a Terminator because all the liquid is. Yep. But he's this little meat guy, and when they grab at the gun, and Arnie just tries to grab it and just doesn't move, it's like yep. oh, like he yeah. is just as strong. And now you know that he's stronger. Yeah, I know. But at this point, you don't know that. Like you've just seen these. You look at the comparison. You're like, yeah, he's a Terminator. He's mm. you know he's a metal skeleton. He's clearly bigger than him, stronger yep. than him. And just that that one shot of him like trying to grab the shotgun and just not moving. It's like okay, he's uh he's got a big match here. Yeah. How funny is the uh, T1000 looking at the the mannequin, the silver mannequin? It's like <laughs> what the fuck? Like, it's like wait, are you like no no? Like, oh, there's another one. Like, I got another Terminator? No. Yeah. No. And it's funny looking at it from this point because you haven't seen him like that yet. So you go back on a rewatch, you look at him like giving it a glare like, what is this? Makes much more sense. Good foreshadowing. Exactly. Because we get to that point now where the T-1000 starts to chase after John Connor on his little bike, which is my- Excellent! I love from this whole you know empty sewer chase with the truck, Arnie chasing after him, this whole scene- Is it a sewer? It's, it's a, what is it? A water- they have them in America. Yeah. They're in Greece. I was going to say Greece. Yeah. Yeah. I've got water. It's it's something to do with water. I'm not sure. Patrons, what's it called? I can't remember. It's, it's not a sewer. Is it an empty dam? Maybe. Either way, this whole action set piece is incredible. From the score is so amazing. You didn't have any issues. Oh, here we go. No, like, I'm just devil's advocate. That Like the T-1000 could have hit John a few times. Okay, he could have done that a lot throughout the film as well. Okay, so you acknowledge the issue. He does clip him. He does catch up oh, to him. Oh, a clip. A little clip. Okay. Yeah. I had no issues with it. Him okay. chasing after him, and you got Arnie tailing behind, looking super cool. The shotgun flip oh, is the, so yeah, great. Yeah. 
The reloading of the shotgun's great. I did notice a few cuts to what was clearly Arnie's like body it's, double. Yeah, I did the the bit when he goes off the ramp. Yeah, yeah, it's a stunt double. That's fine. When the truck goes off the edge into the water dam thing was great. When he goes under the the bridge and it tears the top. That's off. the best. And then he just yeah, and, and the sound as he yeah. goes like up and just just smashes yep. the water the, the water the 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 window out. Yep, fantastic. Everything in this scene is just nail biting. It's intense. When Arnie gets down in there as well, and the music swells up, that hero sound that as he's trying to get past the truck, grabs John off the bike. That the music in that part is just so uplifting, and it's just getting you going, flipping the gun around, shooting the tire, blow the whole explosion. Man, this this action set piece is amazing. So good, hmm. and it's finished with you know our first proper long look at the liquid metal. Yep, out he comes. It's great. Just morphs back into his usual thing, and off he goes. So we get a little bit of, I guess, exposition here where Arnie's talking to John mostly yep. about the T-1000 or yep. what he's doing there, really just setting up. Here's the story now. Like, he had a little bit of an idea of what was going on, but now everything has been revealed. You know who's good. You know who's bad. Here's the, here's the story. This scene here where John calls his foster parents. Yes. It's fantastic. Like, the test that the, the T-800 that Arnie plays, like, what's your dog's name? What was it? Max? Max. Calls yeah. him Wolfie. Yeah. yeah. How's Wolfie? When I was younger, I didn't know what he did. What do you mean? I didn't realize that he was doing a test. Oh, really? It took me, I don't know when I realized that he was doing a test, but I just always thought he he said it wrong. Like, oh, he called him Wolfie. And then when he hears that, he's like, they're dead. It's like, how do you know that? It yeah. took me a while. But that quick little shot where he puts the arm out. And he's so like, good. Like, and you don't see it, though. Yeah. And you but don't you know, realize- You know something's up. Yeah, but you don't realize straight away what's happened. Mm-hmm. And then that reveal of that, just that massive, like, sword, basically. That scarred me when I was younger. Through the mouth is great. I, I was horrified by that when I watched Really? It. Yeah, when I, I- When did I watch this? I would have been, like, 10, maybe, when I watched this. Wow, that's young. Yeah, must have been 10. Uh, almost the, uh, the age of your son that you made him watch- <laughs> I did not make him. It's he like really his, wanted to watch it, didn't he? It's like his favorite movie now. It's like it's the best movie I've ever seen. But you made him not watch this bit. Yeah, there were some bits where I told him to look away. This was one. The finger point through the eye was another. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I think that's it. Uh, I think he watched they're, every they're, other they're bit. They're the two big, yeah, key, scary, violent kind of moments. Yep. Yeah. This scene here where T one thousand goes out and kills the dog and realizes that he's been had because he pulls the collar off and it says Max. That's special edition. Is it? Not in the movie. Ah, okay. Mm. That's a good scene they've put in. It's very quick as well. I don't yeah. know why that wouldn't have made it. He needs to know that this was a, like- okay, It was set up. Found. Yeah. Yep. What about the scene where the T-1000 goes into John's room and touches everything? I don't think I've seen that. Was that like a special special edition? I don't know. That wasn't in the one I watched. I watched the, the Blu-ray. Well, uh, I guess where I- What weird illegal thing that you download? I guess where I found it streaming had this extra say. It's really weird. He goes into John's room and he's just like literally, you know, walking around, touching everything. And then he finds a picture of Sarah behind one of John's posters, which I guess leads the T-1000 to then look for Sarah. Fair enough. Maybe he's touching everything so that he can look for something that he can morph into that would resent, like that he could- trick John into getting closer to him. Hmm. I mean, because he, he does morph into a floor later. Yeah. So, anything that he could have there, maybe. Maybe. I can't believe I've seen a scene that you haven't. Must have been a different film. You must have been imagining it. So, Sarah finds out about the Terminator, sees the pictures from what happened in this one and what happened in Terminator 1, and 
she's obviously doing the smart thing here, grabbing the paperclip because she's acting like, oh, this has traumatized me. I really don't buy this paperclip can get through lock thing. And it's not a, a blight on this film. It's just in general. Well, she actually did that in the movie. She learned to do it. And when she actually uses the paperclip on her locks on the straitjacket, that's actually her doing it. Sure. What do you mean, sure? I don't buy it. Oh, look at you, Mr. Negativity Hypocrite. There's no negativity. Hypocrite? No, you can go with hypocrite. No, I don't no, mind. Not hypocrite. I mean, you say a lot of dumb things. Yeah, I just, just I just spur it out and then I just realise immediately that's not the right word. You do spur it out. What is to spur, by the way? A spur is a thing on the back of the boot. <laughs> <laughs> Spit it out. Uh, spurt? Don't try and push away the fact that you don't you just you're so negative and you don't think anything's possible. Hey, at least I watched every scene to this film and didn't just I don't think I think you just made that scene up just to Why would I try, make that scene up? Just to shine me on like, oh look I found it. To this. shine you on? What's <laughs> with you? That's not an expression. Mate, oh, ex- you're just trying to shine me on, eh? There's expressions and things I've said before you're like, "What is that? That's a joke." And then I show you what it means. We don't have time today for shine you on, but I legit had a lady speak to me today and we we're talking about something and she goes, "Yeah, no dramas for your boots." And like went to walk away. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Back up. I was like, did you just say fill your boots? She goes, yeah, fill your boots. I was like, what is that? And she goes, oh, you never heard it? I was like, are you having me on? <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> fill my boots. And she goes, oh, like, all good. What? I was like, what? I was like, where did this come from? And she goes, oh, it's just a Kiwi saying. Ah, apologies. Ah, should have known. Righto. Yeah. Fill your boots. So, this scene here where John sees sees these tough guys, right? Yeah. And he starts screaming at the Terminator to get off him. The tough guys come over. And then he just, like, really- He's a little shit. He, like, are you calling moi dipshit? Because he's just got all this newfound like, power. Oh. Yeah, it's like, you little shit. Oh, he's so annoying in this scene. Yeah. But I think he, he definitely gets a bit more mature after. This is, like, his last, like, whingy, whiny, shithead moment. Yeah. Yeah, because he wants to go save his mum. And, you know, Arnie's like, no, I'm not going to do that. But it's also important because he tells Arnie not to kill anyone. Well, he hasn't killed anyone at this point either. I, mean, I think a- it was about to, though. Yeah, true. But even the delivery from Arnie here is so good. He's like, you can't go around killing people. Why? What do you mean you can't? What do you mean why? You just can't. Why? It's so good. Yeah. It's the one word he's just so, like, robotic but hilarious about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's good. So the next big action piece here, I guess, is the escape from the hospital here. You mentioned before, you know, creepy, licky guy here. Hmm. They I, they had to put that in so that you don't feel any sympathy f- for him when he gets the shit beat out of him with the stick later. Yeah, she goes to town on him. Yeah, really messes him up. And you're like, good. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because it makes sense now. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Screw that guy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we mentioned it before, but the security guard getting the, was it the medals? Pointy, sharp end of a metal bit. I love that the T-1000 is in his form, so he turns around and sees himself. Yeah, and that was also played by twins. It wasn't a a CG thing. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, pair of twins, and down they go. Hey, did you notice the nurse at this, uh, or one of the nurses at this this mental institution is in LA Confidential? Uh, Enlighten me. She's the one who has the body under her house in LA Confidential. Nah, I don't remember that. Really? Yeah. I've seen a lot of movies since then. Wow. Yeah. Sorry to burst that bubble. I just knew her from The Voice. Not the TV show, The <laughs> Voice. <laughs> like, her voice what? is very, very unique. Is that the one where they're, oh, here come your friends now? That yes. One? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I still don't know her. Oh. Yeah, I just know that voice because I know that line. Sarah does a very good job 
of getting as far as she does here. Gets the the pipe cleaner, the the root cleaner, whatever it is, banging a silverman's neck as he's, as uh, he's taking as he's taking. Has the she taken what cleaner? So it's, like, it's a pipe cleaner. Oh, the yeah, the blue shit. Okay, sorry, I thought you were talking about the actual syringe. Nah, I was like, why would you use a syringe to clean a pipe? But you mean a liquid? Yeah, out. gotcha. In the, in the neck. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Silverman sucks. He uh, does. He's good. Like. The performance he plays is good. It, yeah, he plays yeah. the the dickhead really well. Yeah, he does. And he's good when he comes up. I swear I will not kill anyone. I just knee caps a boy. Knee caps everyone. Yeah, he'll live. Yeah, but this this whole her like getting through the keys with the locks and all that, and then the T one thousand comes and and Arnie's there. It's it's amazing. Yes, the slow mo of when he steps out of the elevator and the set that that music yeah. boom yeah boom boom and she because and it's like and no. Yeah, her stopping like she like really falls. Her feet are yeah, sliding. You can tell how serious this is because she's running back yes. to them. Yes, yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and even when he comes in and just piffs the bloke into the window, mind you, it is the only like rail there, or the only metal sheet that that has glass there, so he can smash into that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, all right, that's fine. I must say, Kira had a laugh when the the female security guard like bashes him over the face, and he just like. Just like shows it, and she goes flying down the hallway. She like laughed her ass off because he's like he's like beating the shit out of these blokes. And she's like, yeah. yeah, just like shoves. It's so good. You get that famous line like, "Come with me if you want to live." Really sets up from Kyle Reese. It's weird that he says that as well. Why? So is that something that John Connor programmed him to say to her? Maybe he's not quoting Kyle Reese. But it's very very convenient that these two coincidence. People, big coincidence. I wonder if they say it in the next. I wonder if they say it in the next films. I'm not sure. It could be something to look into when we watch them. How good is the T1000 walking through the bars? Yeah, so good. Is it this bit where the gun gets stuck and yeah. he has to like turn perfect. it? Perfect. It's great. And Silverman just like the what? cigarette. Yeah. No, no, it was the it was the cap of the syringe. Oh, was it? Yeah, because he pull he pulls the syringe. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, and it just just falls. Yep. Yeah, and he just and I know that he comes back in the third one. Like it's just more like. He, what's his state of mind after he sees mm. this? Yeah. Because now he believes. And that's the end yeah. of it for the movie. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Oh, well, at least he will, you know, will have seen the errors in his ways. Even the chase down to the elevator, down the lift, that's awesome too when you got the T-1000. When he puts the blade uh, through yep. and then it morphs into yep. the, the things to open. And the, and the shotgun straight through the face. That's a good practical effect where the whole the whole face is like split open and it's yep. just moving around. Yep. Man, the, 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 you mentioned, the only time we've talked about practical effects, you've- no, no, no. one time, yeah. one time. Now let's talk about more practical effects. It's here. really good. It's so, they so well handled. They use the liquid metal gimmick to its utmost. Absolutely. Everything they could do that is cool, that looks good, they do here. And they perfectly blend- yeah, to perfection. They perfectly blend the practical with the CGI as well in certain scenes. Where it just, it's seamless. Mm. So good. But apparently, Sarah Connor, bit of a dick mom. She's really mean to John. Well, she's she's always been known not as this loving, caring mum. She's a military person. She's she's training John to be the leader. What do you mean she's always been known? To him. He's already spoken about how she used to take him around yeah, everywhere. Yeah, but you got to think of it from like the audience perspective. We've never seen her as mum. We have heard from John already so far that all she has done his whole life is try to train him to be a leader. Yeah. She's, she's so- She like tells him off for saving her. Yeah. It's, I felt bad. I felt bad for John. I mean, of course, he's just come to save his mum, and he, she just like yells at him. Yeah, and even just the little looks that like Arnie gives when like Sarah's like, 
So what's your story? He just gives like the uh, the side eyeball like righto. Yeah. It's here where we get the scene where they operate on the Terminator. Which is all special edition. Okay. So am I right in saying that the whole reason they do this is to take out something or modify something so that this particular T-800 can learn new things? Yes. So how do they get around that if this scene is not in the movie? So it cuts where John says, right when they're talking about he can be reprogrammed, when he's like, can we can we change it? Like, can we reprogram? And then it cuts to them. I think it cuts to Arnie, like, standing in the place, like, just watching as the sun goes up or things like that. So you don't actually never see him reprogram it, but it's like, can we do it? And then it cuts to the next day and they're like, and it just acts like, yeah, we've done it. Because the next scene is him going, are we learning yet? When he pulls the keys out. Yeah, but this scene where they actually reprogram him, I mean, it's done really well. The whole shot of the the mirror that's gone, the twins. the mir- Yeah, that whole effect is great. And, you, and you, it pulls around and you see like a huge hole in his head. It's like, well, yeah, that clearly like ha- wasn't him. And how do they do that? Like, it's great. Exactly. And that's the only way it can be because Arnie and Linda Hamilton are on the other side of this mirror. Yeah. But it's also great, the dynamic between uh, Sarah and John here. Mm-hmm. When she goes to, like, smash it, she's like, you don't understand. Is If this thing turns, they're so hard to kill. Yeah. And John's like, hold on. This guy's awesome. This He's guy's my, my friend. friend. Yeah. yeah. But then he gets even serious. Like, you know, you're trying to turn me into this big military leader. Maybe you should listen to something I say for a change. Yeah. Good line. Yeah. And that pulls her away. Like, I mean, she goes to almost smash it. Like, I mean, what is she doing there? Like, smash it or don't. Don't go close. Yeah. It's for the audience. Yeah. This is where we get the uh, the birth of a couple of famous lines here. The hasta la vista baby. Hasta la vista baby. Yeah. What, like, what is, what, was that an expression before this film that this film just popularized? Do you know what he says before he says hasta la vista? I just realized that. He said, and if you want to shine someone on, it's hasta la vista, baby. Maybe that's where I got the shine shine someone on. Oh, that's um, weird. Maybe. Obviously, that's where you got it. But I didn't even think about it until then. Yeah, but you know. You know this film. should have said hasta la vista, baby. Should have. Yeah, I didn't, though. Would have been good. Poor form by me. Hmm. Sorry, guys. There are definitely some of the sayings here that haven't aged as well as hasta la vista, baby. No problemo. No problemo. I remember that from in between us as well. No problemo. Eat me. <laughs> is this a Simpsons? Yeah. Yeah, well, it is 1991. When was the last time someone called someone dickwad as well? Probably this movie. Yeah. Yeah. Chill out. Dickwad. Dickwad. <laughs> See, now you're getting it. No problemo. <laughs> so this scene where Arnie learns to smile, special edition. It's weird. Bit of a comedic shift, I guess. I mean, it's there's a lot of comedy thrown in now. It works well because the scene later on where he pulls up the minigun from in the, the basement, whatever it is, or the underground bunker, and he gives that little smirk, and John's like, that's definitely you. That's in the movie, mm. which works well with this scene when he's le- teaching him to smile. But yeah, this is a whole another big exposition section where Arnie just talks about Skynet and how yep. the whole thing happens. Miles Dyson. Yep, Skynet, what happens on this day and this day becomes operational, yada, yep. yada, yada, all this stuff. There's a lot of uh, big, long monologues here for Arnie. He is actually reading that that's on the windshield. Are you serious? He is driving along, looking right at it and saying it. That's terrible. That's Does he have his sunnies on? Or can you see his eyes? No, like- his sunnies are gone. They got busted by that, by that guard lady. Can you see his eyes reading? I think it's on a side, so you can't see. Yeah, but that was the only way he was going to get that done. But yeah, Sarah's taken a keen interest in Miles Dyson here. Please tell me the scene where Dyson is, is sitting. Yeah, 
This scene where he's sitting in his computer and the wife comes over and she says, oh, she wants more of him and What's all this. people licking each other on the Who? neck or face and all that in this movie? She comes up behind him and licks the back of his neck. Ugh. Yeah. And you're like, ah, as he turns around because he's so focused on his computer. If someone did that to me. Sorry. If my wife did that but- to me, <laughs> I just feel bad for her, you know? Like, She's like, Salty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, this scene's not good. It's, oh, it's not that it's not good. It's just it goes for too long. Yeah. Like it really does just stick out as ooh. It's really just it's just more development for Miles and his character and more about this is the supercomputer. supercomputer. This is what Skynet's going to be. Like, I think I think it's more important in putting it out there that just because this guy is from what we're being told responsible for the end of the world basically, he's still a, a good guy. Yeah. He's still a nice family. He doesn't family know man. what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah. So the crew here show up at uh, Enrique's place. Yeah. What do you make of all this scene with extended? They're... No, I don't think anything's extended in this section. Felt extended. There was a scene that was going to be put in the movie that was initially that was eventually cut. They didn't even film. It's when the T the T one thousand actually arrives there later on, and there's a whole bit. It actually comes in after everyone's dead, and you get like the T one thousand like walking along, and Enrique is still alive. He turns him over, and he actually has a grenade. And like he blows him up as well. Like Enrique. Was and- this filmed? No. Oh, okay. It blew up the T1000 and it was supposed to be another pra- uh, CGI effect where it was just the T1000's head that like rolled off. And then he would morph back with his body. But they realized, like, okay, we, we, we've already established that he is all practically invincible. We don't yep. need to include this. So they didn't do it. Also, who cares about Enrique? Yeah. I mean, this whole, this whole point. It's more about them just getting their guns set up. Getting the guns. Yeah. Looking cool. Yeah, because they, they weren't planning on going to do the Cyberdyne Skynet thing at this point. They were planning to just retreat, head to, head further down Mexico, get away. Mm. Yeah. And it's all about learning more about humanity and Sarah having a you know cloud of judgment and the whole apocalypse scene, the, the nukes that go off, this whole nightmare that she has. Man, I, I, I spoke about when I was a kid and, and, you know, those other scenes messed me up. This one messed me up as well. Like seeing all the charred ash, ashes of bodies just, just disappear and the, all the skin that just rip off her and it's just a skeleton sitting there. Like this was like the stuff of bloody nightmare fuel for me. Loved it. Sound like a really soft kid. <laughs> <laughs> My nine-year-old loved it. <laughs> hey, I watched those scenes where he got the bloody metal through the eye and the blade through the mouth. Yeah. <sighs> I did feel like the the discussion that John has with the Terminator. Oh, this is a little bit further back where the two kids are playing with the guns and Arnie's like, yeah, it's in your it's in humans' nature to kill each other. I'm like, ah, it's a little heavy handed one. It just we know, all right, we fucked up. Okay, the war's gonna happen. Yep. Okay, let's yeah. That's fine. Let's get to Sarah not killing Dyson. Which she could have killed him so many times. Yeah. She chooses not to. No. Change of heart. Sees the kid, sees the wife. It's all your fault. But they look at his face like, what, what, what do they do? I mean, he hasn't done it yet, so yeah. he, of course he doesn't know. Yeah, but th- I think that also adds to that as well, where she's killing this. In- like, if she kills this person, how is she any different from a Terminator? Yes, but she's different because she's doing it to save billions of lives. She decides against it. There must be a better way. Yes. And you sort of wonder, like, why wouldn't you try this way first? I mean, she's- a, she's a military warrior who's so- Warrior? She's so emotional at this point. She just had that massive nightmare. And she's like, this is the thing to do. I'm mm. going to go kill this guy and it's done. Mm. I can do this. This scene where Arnie comes and pulls his arm skin off. So good. Yeah. The, like, it's the it's the horror music as well. Yeah. And and they're, and they're, 
their little screen. Ah, 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 ah. Oh my god! Ah, ah, ah. It's like yeah, it's so good mm. because he's seen the hand. He's admired this hand for ages, yeah. and, and he that, sees it finally. Yeah. Now as he I'm, sees the whole yeah. thing. He's yep. like, wow, this is like ridiculous. Now listen to me very carefully. Yeah. And of course, he has to wear the glove from now on for the rest of the movie because they can't really explain uh, why he's got a robot arm. Well, it's also it's a lot of CGI. Yes, of course. I mean, could he just put it back on? It's like a, like a sleeve. Put it's it back n- on. No. No? No good? I mean, I'm sure he did. He must have. You never know. Well, his glove would be like- Thick. Thin if he didn't. Yeah. But then he could be walking around with a massive cut. I mean, with a Terminator, he doesn't continuously bleed. It's just like a layer of blood underneath the skin. So he could just put it there. Well, but because it- there's no heart. Yes. Thank you, Dean. Because the robot. That's right. Yeah. But we get to a very, very big action set piece here. The destroying of Cyberdyne systems. This is fantastic. It's, it's incredible. Even better than that silly car chase from earlier. How dare you? That that part all has stuck with me since I was a kid. I love that. And this is also is incredible. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's an amazing set piece capped off with an amazingly iconic like mini gun. Just oh, him so just good. firing, unleashing, but not killing anyone. Get, that, get his line that, here. Stay here. I'll be back. Hmm. As he goes out with the smoke going through, it's like, oh, this guy. Hmm. He's so good. That's great. Yeah. Do you notice that uh, Breaking Bad's Hank is in this? No, I did not. Was he, he one of the He's the cops? main guy who goes in. Who see, who, Later on, when he goes in and he sees Dyson with the thing, holding the thing up, ready to blow up the whole place, he's like, he's like, fall out, move out, everyone. He's the main guy. Okay. I've just looked at my notes. Cop <laughs> looks like Dean Norris. <laughs> and it was him. Okay. Well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's good. This, yeah. Setting up everything to blow up, all this whole thing here, and when the when the SWAT come in and immediately just just shoot Dyson, yeah, it's so good. Mm-hmm. And his sacrifice is fantastic. Everything about this scene is I, I can't I don't have anything bad to say about this. No, it's again, great. the score, the action, but the the lighting, the blue lighting, oh, the blue's great. And then you get Arnie, who's just when he gets out of that elevator or the lift and just just casually walks. Like I know he doesn't think about this strategically, but why, why would you just like run out? Why do you have to get completely destroyed so that your your body looks like shit now? That makes no sense. He could have easily taken out these people from further away. Yeah. It's more so so we can get that gradual progression of the Terminator himself, and then it gets worse and worse as it goes along. You want to get that good makeup. Yeah, which I do like. We're winning winning that Oscar this year, right? You want to see that that metal Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I will say that there was a couple of quick shots as he's getting shot that are very obviously a dummy. Very quick ones, like less than a second. We see like the sparks fly off of him. It's like, yeah, yeah. that's a dummy. Uh, yeah. Okay, whatever. No, no, no dramas there. Why are the sparks a giveaway of a dummy? Just the way it was shot, you can clearly tell that the it's metal an- bullets on a metal skeleton would cause sparks. Yes, but it clearly is a dummy when you see those shots. Hmm. Maybe you're the dummy. It's too late to think of a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> I've got you right where I want you. <laughs> the explosion. Is humongous that explosion? Which one? There's so many. That's all. The huge one. The blow, that when Dyson dies. Oh, that explosion. Yep. They always it's large. Do you remember the old uh, rating system ad they'd play? They have it every, at the start of every single video that you'd hire for like Blockbuster and that. Yeah, the um, especially not some dude it up, ex sucking gutter trash, the La Vista baby, boom, boom, and then you have to cover the kid's ears. Like, yep. wouldn't you cover his eyes? No, because the, the noise will affect him so badly. What was the next one? It was like a horror film for MA. And then it was then, like, was it Age of Innocence? The Madonna. She's like in the, it's all like a flowy and sexy and the, 
and the uh, the dad gets a little elbow in the chest from the <laughs> wife. <laughs> well, well, it's not what it's supposed to do. Oh man, I remember those ratings. It was yeah. good. Big Madonna fan. No, the the G one was the uh, the African Queen. I remember that. Hmm. And then, of course, yeah, Back to the Future Part Three, Terminator Two. Good, good stuff. This is the point where the T one thousand comes back into it. Like he was, he's been gone for a while. He has been gone for a while. Uh, yeah, this T one thousand. So he gets the. What does he get? Chopper. Yeah, he comes back. He comes back in on the bike. It's funny enough that he comes back in when Dyson is done. Like yep. it's like T one thousand goes, and then there's the whole little subplot of Dyson, and then Dyson dies. We're back to T one thousand. Yep. Yeah, he comes in the motorbike and like drives up the stairs like a like a maniac. Mm. Sees that they've already got out, and yeah, he decides to drive the motorbike into the helicopter. Yeah, which is great. It is, and this whole chopper scene ending in the liquid nitrogen is my excellent. Cool. All right. I was I wasn't sure if you're gonna say this bit where he jumps in the chopper. That's my excellent. So really, no, no, no. no. The whole the whole this next car chase scene, chopper chase scene, yeah. whatever you want to call it. I thought this up the ante from that first one, the little one at the start that you Fair liked. Enough. Cool. Um. <laughs> I think, and I think that bit as well, when you see the liquid nitrogen, like you really do think like, okay, this is how they get him. Mm. And him rising up from that again is just like, oh my God. That is a moment where it's like, how are they going to defeat him? This should have worked. Yeah, exactly. You're sidestepping a lot of those things in the uh, the chase itself. There's some mm. really quick little bits and pieces. It wasn't this watch that I noticed it, but it was the previous one a couple of years ago, where I, first time I've noticed it, the T-1000 is actually shooting the gun while controlling the helicopter. He has four arms. He's morphed two extra arms so that he could control the helicopter. I did not even notice that. You see, one little quick shot, he's he's steering the helicopter while another arm is shooting the machine gun. Why wouldn't they show more of that? That's I know. awesome. It's incredible. I, that's, that's what makes this film extra special for me, is these little bits of attention to detail. It's so good. That shot where Arnie jumps out of the little truck onto the tanker and shoots the shit out of him through the window. First of all, that actually was Arnie. No harness or anything actually mm. got out and did that. A bit risky, but, you know, whatever. That's I love that shot where it cuts to the town. There. He's just getting destroyed. Yep. Like, just little, like little bullet holes all through him. So good. And, yeah, I agree with you. The the ending of this scene yeah. where the liquid nitrogen comes out and, obviously, this, this scene, this line. Hasta la vista, baby. This this one shot of him saying that has to be the iconic shot of this movie. Okay. You see that everywhere. Yeah. The gunshot as he does so it. So good. It's amazing. And then like and the T one thousand disintegrates everywhere. Slow motion. It's like you said, this has to be it. Mm. He's done. Mm. And a couple of seconds later when you get that look from Arnie and you see the molten lava and you're like, Oh shit. Yeah. Like, what can you do? Yeah, what can you do? That's exactly. what I love most about it. It's just like that despair, like, oh, no, we cannot defeat this thing. Yeah. But what I love is you start to see him glitch now. Yes. You which do. you don't see any of this in the actual movie. This is all special edition. Legit. Really? Yes. Yes. Oh, but this is great. You don't. The only time you see any glitching is when he gets Arnie trapped with that arm and he does that little ripple through him. That's okay. the only time. And I'm pretty sure- you don't even see his legs turn into the greats oh, when he's Sarah. That bit's awesome. All this sets up that yet that is how John discovers that that is not Sarah. God. That's I think out of all the special edition scenes, these ones work the best. I mean, this special edition stuff is fantastic. Oh yeah, for I the most it. part. I mean, even the even the the lower ones like the Dyson scene and that. I yeah. I didn't I yeah. didn't have no problem with them. Yeah, yeah, they're really good. And I love that. Like, yes, you say that you know the T 
1000 is glitching, but he's still full formed. Mm. He looks like he's back to 100%. Yeah. And then you cut to the trio and they're, they're stuffed. Oh, yeah. They are just. They are at, at wit's end, physically done. And you're sort of like, how? How are they going to do this? There's some awesome shots here as well when they, when the two Terminators fight yet again here. Yeah. When he moves, like, when he just basically morphs his whole, like, body back to front. Yeah. He gets slammed. It's great. That was great. And then when the Terminator punches him and he immediately turns to liquid and just turns into his arms. Yes. Like, why didn't you do that earlier? That's so good. It was great. I loved it. Like yeah. he's like he's a, he's. This a is what I mean. Like every every use you can think of for this liquid metal, they're yeah, just they did nailing. It. It's not like they thought or oh, all these ideas. Yeah, we'll do it like in a couple yep. of years' time for yep. a movie. No, no, let's just pump it all yep. into this one. Yep. Yeah, but Arnie gets his arm caught in the cog here, pries it out. There's always this uh this theory that goes around. It's like, well, that arm's left in the in this place now. Let's that sets up for the yep. you know the judgment day. That's still going to happen because this arm's here. It's like mm. all right, like it's a good theory. Yeah, but I'm sure it'll come back in T3. I don't think it does hmm. from memory, but it was mostly about the uh, the chip from the first one. That's that had all the power. Yeah, but you know, whatever. There is an arm sitting in there at the end of this movie. Maybe John grabbed it as a souvenir. I don't think he did. I don't think he did. He didn't hmm. see that happen. It also doesn't seem like sort of you know person who's going to want a lot of possessions. Maybe Sarah did. Maybe she realized from the first one. Hey, they did this. Let's go find this thing. That's probably the most likely thing. Yeah, they probably should have put that in. Nah, they can't do that after the end there. Did you not see that scene? Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Did you think, actually, I don't know why I would say this because you, you wouldn't know from a young age. Did you think Sarah was going to die here when the T-1000 comes up? You have no idea. You can't You can't even think of that because of all the other films. Glad I answered that question. Yeah, I know. I don't know why I bothered starting to ask the question. Yeah. I don't remember, no. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> Great scene as well with the... The needle like going right to her eyeball as well. Call to John. And I feel like- why. Why didn't the Terminator just do it? Because he needs her voice sample. But he can just touch her and get it. No, he can touch her and morph into her. He needs to hear her to get her voice. Oh, he hasn't heard her. Okay. That's why he's saying call to him so I can get your voice. Okay. And essentially, she says fuck you to him, gets his voice. Get, gets the voice. He gets the Terminator voice. comes behind. Yep. Takes him down. Another good practical shot there. Yeah. And then the, the CGI, of course, when bloom comes out the side, he destroys the Terminator here. Mm. Powers down. You think it's a little gimmicky? They're like, he's powered down. But oh no, a couple minutes later, the battery, backup battery. Yes, it is. It is. Eh. They shouldn't have had his red light fully go out. It should have just been because there you know, faintly. You know he's going to be back. Should have winked at the camera. Okay. What? <laughs> of course, you got to get the uh, the hero powering up music as he pulls the the big steel rod out from the middle of him. Like, here he comes. He's going back. And I also do that again with Sarah as she comes up with the gun. This whole scene's great as well. Do you do you think it would have been better if Sarah was the one to kill the Terminator? <laughs> like, yes, but then you don't get that that end scene, that goodbye with uh, the T eight hundred, which yeah. I think carries enough emotional weight with John that it, it's worth it's worth the T-800 yeah. coming back and doing it. It also sets up that that psych out as well. Like, she is ready to go, like, six shotgun loads yeah. into him. The music is swelling up. Yeah. Here we go. And that click. Click. Like, oh. Yeah. It's like, not again. It's like, seriously, you cannot kill this thing. Yeah. And then, of course, up comes Arnie. One big bullet. And the look on it. Like, there's a the robots. They don't really show. They're not supposed to show emotion. But his look of that gasp. What a... <laughs> Is, should he have done that? Yes, it's worth it. It's probably he's probably seen it and he's just realised that's it. It's going to happen. Yeah, 
Does not compute. Boom. Does not compute. <laughs> Spreads out everywhere. Like, that looks incredible. Like, yep. obviously, there's a little CGI Robert Patrick head on there. Yep. But everything else is great. And the sounds that it makes when it lands in the the lava, molten lava. Yeah, people say that's like the, the thing screaming. It's like it's not. It's not an emotional thing. It's like it's mm. it's all like the like the different sounds of everyone that's picked up, and it's not trying to you know trying to compute Correct what to itself, do. Yeah. Yep. And then you get like the little morphs of all the people that he's he's morphed into along the way. Yep. Oh, great, great villain death. Hmm. Did you get emotional when you know they finally get the T eight hundred? They say goodbye, and I did. He lowers it, or he gets lowered in. No, I I got emotional when John was like, I order you not to go. I order you not to go. I was like, oh, my God. And then I I know now why you cry. I was like, stop. A little corny, that one. No, I, but it's something I could never do. It's like, man, so emotional. Music, the music really plays a big part in it, too. Yep. And Sarah, you know, finally accepting the Terminator, shaking his hand. It's all good. Hmm. When he's getting lowered, wasn't as emotional. Still, still sad. Hmm. Still very sad. Yeah. I think the thumbs up might have been a little corny, but I think it was okay. I, I, I think mu- that's I think that's more corny than the I know now why you cry. Are you picturing, you know, like obviously he's in molten lava, so I'm imagining his whole body is just melting the seconds it's touching, right? Pretty much. So he's just got a hand, and it's not like he's got full Arnie body below. Yeah, so how does it change? Yeah. And John never taught him a thumbs up. Yeah. Oh, no, no, he did. Oh. He did. Yeah, when Sarah is watching him. It's like watching this machine, this Terminator. You see him like learn the thumbs up, yeah. but still, it's, unless it's like some weird glitch in his mechanics that make him it's do odd. that. <laughs> yep, that's it though. Did you see the alternate ending by any chance? Yes. Oh, you did see that. Did you? Yes. I didn't see it in the movie. Oh, this was part of my movie. What are you watching? <laughs> no, I don't know. This scene was horrendous. <laughs> oh, okay. So are you going just going? What is this? Oh yes. This is not the ending. This was a de- like a, a deleted alternate ending. Is there another ending? The ending is basically the the road, like the driving on the road, and she says like, "Now the you know the future is clear. We're set to make our own fate." And, okay, yeah, and that's it. So like Terminator One, basically, pretty much. Like Where she's vo- driving no, with it's, voiceover. It's just voiceover of the road. Yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. Yeah. Um. The, the, wow. Yeah, you're watching one with like old Sarah Connor, old makeup just caked on. Wow. And John, please take this off your and off your initial rating. John is a senator. Yeah, and there's like he's old, and they're talking about what he's accomplished in his life. Um, they talk, they get a Michael Jackson reference in yeah. there. Yeah. Have you watched this recently? Yeah, yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched what? the latest scene. It is horrendous. I know it's oh. not part of the movie. Take that into consideration, please. Yeah, it's <laughs> wow, shit ending, <laughs> terrible makeup. It's a really bad ending. Yeah, that's why it wasn't the ending. I don't know what crazy wow, I don't international know. cut you're watching. I think I got it off you. I, I didn't watch that. I think you had it. <laughs> I watched my Ultimate Edition Blu-ray. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, I, uh, yeah okay. I'm glad that this isn't even special edition. Because I watched this, I was like, oh, this is special edition saying this is Not terrible. Even. Okay. This is throw it on the floor edition. What did I watch? I don't know, man. Whew. Anyway, that's Terminator 2. It is. Any last words? Final thoughts, Steen. Yeah. Oh, no, this is odd because I don't like this film nearly as much as you. Clearly. Okay. I don't remember the last time I've seen you this excited about a film. It's Pulp Fiction? Yeah, possibly. This is a fantastic film and everything about it works for me, right? The action is 
It's worth it alone. But you you put peak Arnie in. Linda Hamilton's amazing. Edward Furlong is is fine. Like he's not bad at all. Like he's he has some whiny moments, but he's not. He doesn't you know detract from this movie for me. Mm-hmm. And the T one thousand is like Robert Patrick. Take a liquid bow there, sir, because it's <laughs> he's so like severe. He's so intimidating. I loved it. This gets a amazing. Amazing. Outstanding. From me. Fantastic. I didn't expect anything less. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a phenomenal movie. Yes, yes. Uh, I cannot disagree with anything you yeah, said. I mean, obviously. <laughs> this is such a, it's such an amazing film. Like, I, 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 don't even, I don't even know what else to say that I haven't already said. It's an absolute pedal to the metal action film throughout the entire runtime. It never lets up. It's got a great main character, a fantastic villain, incredibly gripping, and it's not it's it's a, it's not a complicated story if you think about it. like people like over you know explain it with the time travel aspect and that it's really nice a very simple story if you just go through it you know, at the simplest term I, I i i'm pretty sure this may be the film i've watched the most out of any film mm. with the exception of maybe back to the future i i can't tell i haven't, i haven't kept count on all, that, all yep. those and like i said every time i watch this most of the time, I find something new. Like I mentioned to you before about the, the multiple hands. I saw that. I, the first time I'd seen that was the last time I watched it. I've got to have a look at that. It's really good. Like re- like quick little shot there while he's mm. flying the helicopter. And like I said, it's things like that, why I keep revisiting this film and watching again, attention to detail, finding these things out all the time. So many little things here and there that most generic action films wouldn't even bother to worry about. Like James Cameron, man, he can make mm. a film, can't oh, he? Oh, it's phenomenal. So much effort into his films. He puts so much love and passion into the movies and it always shows like the CGI for 1991. There are movies that come out now that don't look at, at half as good yeah, which, as the stuff he does. How? How is that possible? Because it's the care and the love and the attention. Yeah, but they're still using like computer programs, which how are they getting worse? Spared no expense in the day. $102 million budget in 1991 yeah. is insane. Yeah. You look at other films now, like, yeah, let's just get through that. A quick little- Quick, you know, a quick little mini budget there. Let's just put some CGI. That, that'll save us a buck. Yep. No, attention to detail, care, love. And it just shows through this entire 150-minute-plus runtime, special edition, theatrical edition, whatever you want to say, there are no weak spots in this movie for me. This is just one of the best films of all time. Easily gets out. Amazing. Amazing. Incredible. Outstanding. From me. Hmm. Nice. I was the best because the crowd loved me. All right, Dean, where's this going to sit on your rankings? Listen, I've got to be honest, it's really hard now when you talk about like great films, where you're going to put them in the presence of other great films. <laughs> yes. It was easier at the start when you have like a couple in there. It's like, hey, this is pretty simple. It's getting hard now. This is legit the hardest one I've ever ranked. Let's just start at the bottom and see where we end up. Uh, <laughs> Terminator. <laughs> and by bottom, I mean I lowest five-star film. <gasps> uh, the first Terminator, I do think number two is better than number one. Uh, then we get to The Lion King, Casino, V for Vendetta, Snatch. It's definitely better than all of them. Silence of Lambs, it's better than LA Confidential. <clears throat> yeah, that's where it's going to stop. So I'm going to put it in between LA Confidential and The Silence of the Lambs, which will make it my new number 20. Very good. All right, I'm not mucking about here. I'm going to start at my top five. This is better than Kill Bill, volume one. We're up to The Matrix now at number four. And this is better than The Matrix. Inception is at number three, and T2 is better than Inception. Number two at the moment is seven. T2 is better than seven. Number one is Pulp Fiction. T2 is my number two film currently. 
Very good. All right, before we go on, we'd just like to say this show is brought to you by our awesome patrons who've been supporting the show for nearly three years, Dean. Nearly three years? Yeah, nearly three years. That's very impressive. I know, it is. Now, for our patrons this week over on the podcast, we have released Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Perfect accompaniment after Terminator 2, I must say, Dean. I mean, it would make sense. It absolutely would. And as well, over on our YouTube channel, we've released our episode on Batman the Movie. Was that first time watching it when we did it? I mean, it was an interesting experience, Hendo. Yeah, that's all we'll say for now. Yep. All right, mate, let's get to... We may still have mail. Mail, mail, mail. Here it is. And this could be it. Oh! We ask our awesome patrons to give us reviews for the films that they break down. First one here from Julio at the Contrarians. Good. Great even, but not as great as the original. And honestly, not worth the can of worms it opened regarding time travel and Skynet. I like T2 a lot, but the story is so much better if it ends with T1. Not worth existing. Wow. That's How harsh. dare you? That is very harsh, Julio. Uh, from Jamie Russell. This film was a game changer for me. I watched it at the cinema in 91 and it blew my mind. The perfect blending of practical effects and exciting CGI by a filmmaker at the peak of his skills. It has some of the best action sequences I have ever seen and I'm a bit of an action junkie. Simply iconic. Very good. Ben from Film Busters says, Blew my mind to the possibility and wonder of cinema. Not only the best sequel to any film, but also one of the best films of all time. There's pure magic in being able to tie narrative and spectacle together so perfectly, something studios still struggle to do to this day. Chris Beardsall says, As much shit as I like to talk about Avatar, I will be there opening weekend for the sequels because when it comes to action sequels, James Cameron always delivers. For me, Terminator 2 is the best action film ever. This was the rare film that was loved by both my parents and became a staple of family entertainment when I was growing up. It's astounding how well the visual effects hold up after 30 years and the four leads are truly iconic in their roles. I've lost count how many times I've seen this and in the future I'll continue to add to the tally. This is without a doubt a five-star banger for me. Nice, nice. And lastly on our Patreon from Nerdrovert. I haven't seen it in years and couldn't find it streaming anywhere but remember thinking it was on par with Aliens as far as fantastic sequels go. Well, there you go. There you go. Uh, Thank you very much, everyone, for your response. But, of course, we've got... Shane! All right. Terminator 2, Judgment Day. And his judgment cometh right and soon. Well, T2 is universally acclaimed. It's the big, dumb action blockbuster sequel everyone wanted and loved. For me, basically the original Terminator was my bread and butter. T2 just doesn't have any of the same magic that was found in that film. You know, I'm sure there are people out there who do like Terminator 1 better than Terminator 2. Sad to say, we're a minority. With the original, there's just nothing wrong with the movie. The atmosphere, the background score isn't even attempted in T2, where... The Terminator had our heroes on the edge of their seats, barely scraping by with their lives, always on the run. There just isn't any of that serious danger happening in Terminator 2. Look look at Sarah Connor in T2. She's a bad ass. I mean, she has nightmares and she cries and stuff, but for most part, she's a lethal weapon. In the original, she was just some normal chick who was in complete terror of Arnold Schwarzenegger the Terminator. He murdered all her friends. All right. And so, okay, so what about John Connor? He's the kid in this movie. Everyone's got to be trying to protect him. He must be scared of Liquid Man, right? Uh, 
not really. He's a badass as well. Plus, they already have a Terminator protecting them. Michael Bane's tragic hero Kyle Reese goes missing for good Schwarzenegger Terminator, who seems mostly played for laughs. All things considered, T2 is still a great movie. They definitely gave the audience something fresh and obviously well made. If anything though, it's too well made. It's too polished to the point of you not being able to put yourself inside the movie. I guess what I'm saying is, in Terminator 1, the background setting seemed like a real place. Whereas in Terminator 2, it just looks and feels like a Hollywood movie. Artificial. Obviously, I still enjoy it, and if everyone hated Terminator 2, this review would be me defending it. I think um, at the end of the day, there's one thing that we can all agree on, and that's that Terminator 2 might not be the best sequel of all time, but it's certainly the best sequel of the Terminator franchise. Four stars. Man, that is the weakest four-star review I've ever heard in my life. Wow, that was tough. That was a tough four-star. That was a badass four-star review. It was badass. Badass. <laughs> that was a lethal weapon of a review. <laughs> nah, thank you very much, Shane, as always. All right, mate, let's get to... Answer my question! The question, jerk! Where we asked our Facebook listener discussion group and our patrons what their favourite villain-turned-hero was. First one here, Michael O'Neill says the first character that comes to mind for me is Zuko from the Avatar The Last Airbender TV show. Do not know who the body hell that is. It's Zuko from Avatar. Oh, cool. You know, the, the TV show that you and I have watched at least <laughs> a minute of. Well, not even that, I don't yeah, think. Yeah, no, nah, me neither. Rob Manafield says it's a toss up between Darth Vader and Professor Snape for me, but I'm going to go with Snape. Interesting. Chris Beardsall goes the other way, says Darth Vader. Does he? He does. Lastly, from Nerdrovert, Snape. Very good. All right. Thank you guys for putting in a response. But Dean, let's get to our top five villains turned heroes. And as usual, we'll kick it off with you. What is your number five? My number five is Professor Snape. You sent us a robot then. Like, you were, the, you were the guy up The Simpsons. My number five is Professor Snape. Mr. Black. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> All right. My number five is a villain who's basically a villain for the entire movie uh, and then right at the very end basically throws the bigger villain off the edge of the cliff, essentially, and you know gets that last little heroic moment at the very end. I am talking, of course, of Satan from South Park. Bigger, longer, and uncut. Yeah, very clever. <laughs> Thank you. I knew that was coming. <laughs> uh, my number four is Magneto. Ooh, Magneto. All right, my number four is the other person that was, you could describe from before, Vader. And I put him low because his hero moment is very, very small. I mean, I put Snape low because really he's not a villain. All right. He's a hero the whole time protecting everyone, but it's fine. I couldn't think of anyone else. Uh, my number three is the Terminator from T2, which I realise isn't the same Terminator, but, you know, this list wasn't easy. All right, my number three, you've already mentioned it, it's Magneto. Okay, my number two is Darth Vader. Very good. My number two is Snape from the Harry Potter series. And I say that because you look at it from a narrative perspective, seven and a half movies, basically, just put a spoiler, award, a spoiler warning at the start of this before we do it? No. Good. Bad luck. Yeah. Yeah. So for seven and a half movies, he is portrayed as the villain. You are watching this as he is the villain. Okay? If you haven't seen the read the books or seen the series before, he's the villain. He does have the hero turn at the end. And yes, he was technically a hero all along. But in your mind, from the way the story's told, he is a villain. So that's why he's my number two. Okay. And my number one. Oh, he's laughing. <laughs> this is, is bad. Is Derek Vineyard from American History X. <laughs> wow, that's, that's 
Tell me he's not no, a villain, no, Hendo. Yeah, okay, yeah. And tell me he doesn't, you know, have a turn and be heroic. <laughs> right. All right, fine. Alex, hey, it's your list. You yeah, can do what it's you a, want. it's a good pick. All right, good very good. pick. All right, well, my number one is The Terminator. Shit pick. Absolutely not. Two whole movies spanning from from bad to good. Different it's characters, great. yep. Doesn't matter. He's the he's the Terminator. I didn't say it's the T, the specific T-800 from those films. He's the Terminator. Yeah, yeah. the different person. Should I say Arnold Schwarzenegger in the Terminator movies? Because that's the same person. I mean, it's the same actor. Yeah, whatever I have to do to get this to number one. Even though they look very different. Yes, we've already discussed that. But of course, we've still got... DVD Challenge. Let the games begin. Challenge accepted. Where we did our draft on villains turned heroes. So I went first this time. Yes, you did. And I picked Darth Vader. Yes, okay. Fine quality choice. Honestly, at that time when I said, let's do this draft, and you picked that, I'm like, oh, shit, I didn't even think of that. <laughs> so, yeah, I was taken aback by that one. Good. All right, but I went second and third, and I chose the Terminator, of course, and I chose Severus Snape, which you, you know, were a little questionable about. I mean, he's not a villain. He is, though. Nate, what does he do that's villainous? Kill Dumbledore. No, that's a heroic act. Throughout the majority, like the majority of the series, he is portrayed as a villain. You're watching it through the eyes as a villain. Yes, he has his heroic act. Yeah, but the twist is he wasn't a villain. But he is for these whole movies. But the twist is oh, he wasn't a you villain. Clearly, you can clearly tell listeners who won this draft. He wasn't a villain. So why is he on your list? Because I couldn't think of anyone. Else. <laughs> <laughs> no, who'd you pick as your number four or your number two? Uh, who was it? Magneto? Yeah, you've already forgotten, haven't you? Was it? It was so inconsequential. Was it another Sir Ian McKellen pick for yes, me? <laughs> another another failed Ian McKellen pick? Yes. No, so it doesn't really matter if you if you pick uh first or first and fourth or second and third because the top two were the Terminator at thirty eight percent. And Snape did tie with Darth Vader at 26%. So overall, I did take this one down with a 64% win this go, which which finishes off a massive comeback down 2-0, three in a row to take it down. Big success for Daniel here. Well done. What are you giving me to watch? Have you even watched the other ones yet? No. Poor form. You only say that because you have watched them. Yes, I have. And I'm going to be talking about them soon. All right, for my pick this time, I'm going to give you a film that I haven't seen because I would like to get your opinion on it. It's a film... I'm pretty keen to see, hmm. but we'll, we'll find out. I'm going to okay. give you Eastern Promises. Nice. Nice. Yeah, that's that's one of your rare good picks for me, Hendo. How do you know? You haven't seen it. And you haven't seen the other ones either. So what are you talking about? I've got lots to watch. Oh, you do now. Catch up or win something for a change. But it's better if I have these movies lined up for me to watch. Never. <laughs> Chunking Express was almost a year ago now. You remember how excited I was to watch Chunking Express? Yeah. And then you watch In the Mood for Love, which was done by that director, and you still haven't watched it. <laughs> I'm just trying to let, you know, In the Mood for Love simmer a bit longer. You should do a like a feature, back-to-back feature. Go watch Chunking Express and then go back to In the Mood for Love. I don't think you can ever go back to In the Mood for Love. No, it's just a one-time experience. It's a one and done. <laughs> the good. The bad. All right, Dean. We're going to talk about what else we've watched recently. Nice. Have you, have you watched anything new recently? See, why'd you have to say the word new? I know. Because I've watched Hamilton again. I know. We, we spoke about that. And I've watched Batman versus Superman. Yep. Yes. Still as good as you it's say it is? so good. I don't know why people don't like it. Like, for real, I don't know. You, ha- you have- What do you give it? Oh, Two, mostly. Mostly. Come on. Has to be at least a a maximum two. At least a two, you're right. At least two, probably five. Could be one and a half, not going to lie. No, no, that's just ridiculous. I watched it, when when did it come out? 2015? Which was six years ago. Yeah. Never going back to it. Wow. 
Not even, you know, in preparation for the Snyder Cut? I've seen that movie. You've seen the Snyder Cut? Wow. I've, I've seen Justice League, yes. How? Yeah. How are you so lucky? Well, how was Darkseid in it? It's pretty dark. Was the Deathstroke cameo pretty sick? I don't think there is one. Are you having me on? You're an idiot. <laughs> you don't even know anything about this film. You're just writing it off. Yes, because it's Justice League. It's not just Justice League. Don't get Hendo. all high and mighty on the mic. You're just, you're behind the mic. You're like, is it even going to be good? I, I don't even know. Four rounds, four rounds. <laughs> I wish I was saying it like that because I wished it was eight. Are you going to tell the listeners the the face you gave me when I did tell you that the day this comes out is the day we're going camping? Yes. What was the question? <laughs> yes, we're going camping when this comes out. So, unfortunately... You're going to have to wait a couple of days and avoid all that sweet social media. We'll make it work, mate. We will see. We will. But I did watch the two films that you gave me to watch. I watched Cats, and I hate you even more now because that film's atrocious. Terrible in every way, shape, or form. I had no idea what was going I th- on. I think we need to talk about something. Okay, let's talk. You need to stop saying you hate me. Right? Because the other day, I was driving home from work, (laughs) right? (laughs) And my smartwatch vibrates away. Oh, I've got a message. Oh, it's Hendo. He's such a good mate. My loving best friend. My loving best friend. What does he have to say to me? I fucking hate you so much. (laughs) That's a direct quote from my watch from Hendo. And I had 20 minutes to go on my drive, and I'm I'm not, you know, going to read my phone and stuff. But your watch is okay. Well, because the watch is, like, on my steering wheel, basically, as I'm driving. It's just a little wrist turn, which I've perfected. Many wrist turns (laughs) over the years. (laughs) Um, But I'm not going to pull my phone out while I'm driving, obviously. That's unsafe. And, yeah, I had to spend the next 20 minutes just... Just anxiously wondering. I'm surprised I didn't get an emergency phone call from you. Why well, you what hate do I do? me what so do I do much? Now? What do I do now? I was like, wow, this this is pretty serious. Anyway, finally get home and I see the photo that had accompanied this. And it was a picture of a TV with some weird cat-like animal on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, this was I, I could have gone not seeing this ever. I thought I'd pass that mark where I, I missed it for like a year. But now you have to bring it back. It missed you, Hendo. Oh, man. What was this even... About what? What was happening in this thing? Jellicles. Lots of jellicles. Yeah. I still don't know what that is. I don't know what was going on in this film. This film blew my mind in the bad way. No one's good in this. I think the main character's okay from memory. I don't even remember the Ever. main character. Um, and what? what's that song? What? There's that good song from Cats. Is that memories? Yeah, memories. Okay, fine. But every other song is nothing. Does Barbara Streisand have a song called Memories? Probably. Sounds like something that'd be true. I'm like trying to like sing that in my head and I think I'm singing Streisand. The CGI is like weird and kind of haunting sometimes. Haunting. Like Hauntingly beautiful. Scarring, man. I was like, man, they, they couldn't. Who sat down before this came out, looked at it and went, this is good. Like, let's get this out there. We're gonna we're gonna make some sweet money and sweet Oscar bait off this. Can you imagine if instead of releasing a filmed stage show of Hamilton, they release something like this? <laughs> the live stage version of Cats. <sighs> Ouch. What if they did a liar not a lie. What if they did a 3D rendering semi-animation movie of Hamilton? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Imagine if we got that instead. Where they just plastered people's faces. Like really famous people. Yeah. Five star banger. (laughs) (laughs) Nope, Cats was awful. Half a star. Never going back to that again in my life. It's really bad. Really is. Something that wasn't really bad was your other pick, Captain Phillips. Nice. Yeah, this was a pretty decent action thriller that really sets up its premise and its characters very well right at the start. Pulls you in right at the jump. We're still talking about cats? (laughs) 
Problem is, though, this film did unfortunately start to drag, I'd say, around the second act in the middle tier portion third of the act. What? The third act. How dare you? The third act is the worst act. The third act is not the worst act. Oh, it is. The third act is incredible. Incredibly slow paced compared to the rest of the no film. No way. Gripping, intense, thrilling. I was on the edge of my seat for that third act. It was so good. Capped off with. Capped off. Cap'n. <laughs> Okay. Tom Hanks, sensational performance. That last section of the film is just so good from him. Good acting? Great acting. Like some of the best acting. He's not just Tom Hanks in it. No, he's not. He is actually doing a fantastic performance. He's actually acting. Yes, he is. So, so good. I'm like, I was nearly in tears. I say nearly in tears. Very close, though. Because you're a robot. Apparently. (laughs) Very good. But yeah, that third act just elevated this to what was at at one point. Just an okay film to a really, really good film. I put it at four stars. Just okay. Yeah. I'll probably have it at like maybe a strong three week, three and a half by, you know, three quarters of the way through the film. Wow. So a whole half star different. Wow. Strong three <laughs> to a four. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Week three and a half to a- Strong four. Strong four, is it? Yeah, strong four. So it's almost four and a half. It's a. It's like a 4.3, damn, maybe. Damn that- You can round it up if you wanted to. Damn that third act dropping that, that remaining- What are you talking two. about? <laughs> What do you give it? Four. Yeah, okay, cool. Did your third act drop you half yeah, a star? Yeah, it was like four and a half. What is wrong with you? I, n- How? I know. I don't know why you don't like it so much, but it was. I really enjoyed it. Hey, it's good. Really good. Yeah. Thank you for that pick. Mm-hmm. More Captain Phillips, less cats. Yes, Captain. What about Captain Phillips? Captain <laughs> Phillips. <laughs> Imagine if you could just put one character from Cats in this film. Wouldn't it be better? <laughs> Look at me. I am Jellicle now. <laughs> So, what's next? All right, Dean, it is your turn to pick a film. What are you going with? All right, Hendo, my next pick is There Will Be Blood. Wow, you didn't even want to, like, lead into it. You just went straight for it. Straight for it. All right. No setup. I just, I was in the mood for something, you know, short and sharp. Something snappy. (laughs) We don't need any big, long build-ups to it. Let's just get it all out there on the table. All right. There Will Be Blood. Interesting. How many PTA films have we done? We did... Punch Drunk Love for the patrons. We did Boogie Nights for the patrons. We've made a short review of Phantom Thread. I think that's it. Is Phantom Thread in the 250? No. Magnolia's not. No, I think this is the last PTA film. The only PTA film? Did we do Boogie Nights? I just said we did that for the patrons. Oh, patron only. Yeah. Wow. We just have so much exclusive content, Hendo. I get so confused. Patreon.com slash the movie journey. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you very much, everyone, for checking this episode out. We'll see you next week for There Will Be Blood. There will be blood. Bye.